Roethlisberger, the quarterback, was all, hug it, chug it, football, all night. The hearts are pounding in Denver. Nobody but Terrell here. Davis, into the end zone, walking, standing up. Can you say Denver is in the lead? Denver's going to win it. Oh, baby, they're going to win this thing. Probably the final play of the game. It is caught by Dyson. Can he get in? No, he cannot. And the Rams have won the Super Bowl. There's one thing I want to say here tonight. There's only four words. This one's for John. Welcome back to NFL 2019 season preview. Name change pending. This is your host, Brian Priest. Find me on Twitter at bpriest24. That's at B-P-R-E-E-C-E-24. I'm joined by Tommy Brown today. Ruthless Lupe. You got to know. Tell yeah, him about it, Tommy. That's me. I am Tommy Jerome at Ruthless Lupe. That's R-U-T-H-L-E-S-S underscore L-U-P-E. That's my rap name. Look me up on SoundCloud. Okay, so as, as I mentioned on the, the intro, well, first, before we get started, I uh, want to thank everybody for, for joining us on the podcast today and giving us a listen. If you have an opportunity, please jump on your podcast of choice and, and give it a rating, give it a five-star rating to help move us up the algorithm so other people can find it and maybe get a couple laughs and learn a couple things just like you are. So we'll get started, begin with the AFC East. We'll just go alphabetically through the AFC East and start with the Buffalo Bills. Last year they were 6-10. and 10. Uh, As far as players that they brought in this year, they, they got running backs Frank Gore, running back TJ Yeldon. Uh, they drafted Ed Oliver, and Oliver's going to be a defensive tackle out of the University of Houston, and linebacker Tremaine Edwards were both first-round picks. And then they signed center Mitch Morse to the largest contract ever signed by a center. I want to say it was like $24.4 million or something over three years. It, something like that. I could be way off on the numbers. But they, they also added uh, wide receivers John Brown and Colt Beasley. I think the key for the, the Bills this year was to try and add some offensive talent around young quarterback Josh Allen. Um, they, they did release LaShawn McCoy at the end of training camp, and then they lost tight end Charles Clay in free agency. Uh, Mitch Morse has been in the concussion protocol, but he is still expected to play week one. And and really, Tommy, when it comes to the Bills, I I think the, the best case you're looking at is that Josh Allen is able to grow. He's, he's got some additional weapons around him that he didn't have last year, and he's got all that physical potential. And so with the, the best case scenario, what the Bills are hoping for is the additional talent on the offense can help him grow. And Yeah, let's hope so. I mean, the Bills... I mean, even with the six and ten record, they weren't the worst team in the NFL. But still, they weren't. They left much to be desired. I yeah. Mean, they they're losing uh, Shady McCoy. I believe he went by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they released him. They released him. I mean, he wasn't. I mean, they're pretty stacked on running backs right now. He wasn't really performing the way he wanted, like the yeah, way they wanted him to. Stacked at running back. I mean, Frank Gore but is sixty-eight years old. What I mean by stacked is like, <laughs> there's a lot of them. And yeah, by, they do like, have a lot. When you stack a lot of things on top of each other, there's less room around. Well, and I mentioned Gore and Yeldon, they, and they also drafted a guy um, in the third round that that people are pretty high on. So they, they they've got some help in that backfield. It'll be interesting. I, as far as worst case, like I said, Frank Gore is 68 years old. He's he's the oldest. He's older than half the coaches in the NFL. 
He actually literally is older than I think two of them, but whatever. Uh, and, and more worst case, Josh Allen stagnates. He he's just maybe he turns into a guy who has got the physical tools and can't put it together uh, as far as between the ears or just make it work on the field. Uh, as far as my prediction, and and Tommy, we'll get your prediction as well. But I. I've got the Bills going six and ten, and they they could end up, you know, winning as many as seven or eight games. But they're going to be basically battling with the Jets for second place to the Patriots. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I just look at it for Josh Allen. That's who it is, right, Josh Allen? Yeah, Josh Allen as their quarterback. I get him. I get him and Rosen mixed up. But yeah, you're good. Between I mean, we'll cover hard. Rosen next. Yeah, fair. But it's just it's hard to play in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. You might as well just play, and, and it's it's hard. Like so I, there are some days where the the weather comes in, and it's like playing in in a snowstorm with a jet engine blowing in your face. Yeah. At least when you watch the games on TV, that's what it looks like. Yeah. I'm cold just watching the games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're just sitting on the couch. So we'll move on from the Bills to the Miami Dolphins. Last year they were seven and nine, and I'm going to go out on a limb. I'll go to my official prediction at the end, but I'll go out on a limb here and say that. They're going to win fewer games this season. Uh, we actually had a had an opportunity. The the Dolphins hired uh, Patriots defensive coordinator Brian Flores as their new head coach this year, and we had an opportunity to uh, sit down and, and have an interview with him. So we'll play that really quick. I am trainer of Dolphins. You want to talk to the Dolphin? You talk to me. What happened to the regular trainer? What happened to him? What happened to me? Seven years I'm with the great. We are making the dolphins disappear, and then Roy is coming with the white tiger, and the stuffing in the pants, and I'm gone. Why do you care about the dolphin? Do you know him? Does he call you at home? Do you have a dorsal fin? To train the dolphin, you must think like the dolphin. You must be getting inside the dolphin's head and communicating. I'm saying to Snowflake, and he is saying, and he is up on the tail. And you can quote him. All right. Well, thank you to head coach Brian Flores there. Hopefully that was enlightening to everybody. Uh, as far as uh, what the Dolphins brought in this year, they, they were able to make a trade with the Arizona Cardinals and acquire last year's 10th pick in the first round, Josh Rosen at quarterback. And they also brought in Tommy's favorite quarterback. Fitzmagic. Yeah, buddy. Fitzmagic. You're going to get six good weeks out of him, and those might be... Those six weeks It'll might be magical. It might be the reason why the Dolphins are not in the running for Tua or Justin Herbert next year because he's going to win four games instead of the two that they want to win. Um, key losses: they they uh, moved on from former first round draft pick Ryan Tannehill. Frank Gore, sixty eight years old, he plays for the Bills now. Uh, wide receiver Danny Amendola and uh, defensive end Cameron Wake all, all left in free agency. And then just a couple days ago, they traded wide receiver Kenny Stills and left tackle Laramie Tunsil to the uh, Texans. Right, Tommy? Yeah. yeah, it was the Houston Texans for, uh, let's see, I, I had this. I put a note in here. Um, I believe, I can't find my note, but I believe that trade involved uh, first-round picks in, in this year, this coming draft, and then in 2021, a second-round pick, and there were a couple more players involved. So it was, a, I mean, as far as the NFL goes, it was a pretty significant type of deal mm -hmm. to for Houston to acquire Laramie Tunsil as a, the main goal on that one. Um, Best-case scenario for the Dolphins, this is one of those tanking teams. So it's funny, I say the best case is 
their best case is they end up as the worst team in the NFL and get the number one pick. They, I think it's pretty safe to say that they, they want the number one pick and have the choice between uh, quarterbacks like Justin Herbert out of Oregon, Tua Tagovailoa out of Alabama. And then worst case is, is as I mentioned at the beginning, Fitzmagic and Josh Rosen come in and they, they scrap together three to four wins somehow with this mishmash of a team. And uh, the Dolphins end up with a fourth or fifth pick and can't get their quarterbacks. My prediction is they're they're going to be terrible if if you're sitting at home and there's a Dolphins game on or like a golf tournament. Watch golf, watch some grass grow, some paint dry. It's it's going to be more entertaining than this Dolphins team. I do think they'll end up as the worst team in the league, number one pick. Which is unfortunate for Rosen. I mean, this will be the second team he's on. If they tank, that will get the number one overall pick. And who will probably draft another quarterback? And he get moved again. And he'll probably get moved again. So that's just, I feel for Rosen on that part. He's not even. I feel like they're not even going to give him a chance. Yeah, it's it's interesting watching what's going to happen with Josh Rosen's career. Moving on now to the defending Super Bowl champion, New England Patriots. Defending, reigning. Tommy, do you know what it's like to have a, you know go into a year defending Super Bowl champion? Okay. Chargers fan, Tommy. Uh, well, we've got uh, coaching changes here on the list, but that's kind of funny. I'm pretty sure Bill Belichick can stay in New England as long as he wants. Key acquisitions, uh, they, they brought in tight end Ben Watson. He is suspended for the first four games of the year. And then they uh, signed linebacker Jamie Collins, played for him previously, and then had signed a deal with the Browns. And the um, Pats ended up bringing him back. And they've also got a couple rookies there they're looking at. They're, they're really high on. Quarterback Jarrett Stidham out of out of Auburn. Hmm. Uh, they they really like him. And then their third round pick Chase uh, Winovich out of Michigan. Uh, he's he, he's a guy that they're really impressed with. He's second on the depth chart at defensive end right now. But I I would be surprised if he stays healthy this year. I'd be surprised if he doesn't end up as a starter primarily on that team. Key losses, or I guess one other key acquisition that I. I guess my question to you, Tommy, does Josh Gordon count? Is he an acquisition at this point? I don't know. Maybe to the rehab. Yeah, I, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, Fair. I don't know. It, all, it If he wants to play or if he's going to have mental health issues, which are no joke, not making light of that, but mm-hmm. I, mean, I think it's hard to count him as a, a an acquisition because it's you don't know if he's going to play or not. You don't yeah. know if he's going to have out off the field issues and, and stuff like that. So it's hard to consider him an acquisition. Yeah, it's it's hard to count on him. He is a talented player. Uh, let's just, I'm going to put this out there because it's my own personal belief. NFL, figure it out. It, there, there's enough injuries and pain management issues. <sighs> Marijuana's okay. Let's be honest. Let the players smoke some marijuana to deal with their injuries. I'm putting it out there. Moving on. Key losses. Uh, Rob Gronkowski retired. So Gronk is gone. Defensive end Trey Flowers signed with the Lions. And Chris Hogan, wide receiver, who couldn't get open all season. Uh, I mean, he was a starting wide receiver. He wasn't a productive wide receiver, though. I I remember drafting him in our our fantasy league, and he was gone pretty quickly. Um, as far as just some health concerns, the, the offensive line has been an issue for the, this entire training camp for the Patriots. They've, they've already through trade acquired three different offensive linemen. Uh, I believe during the waiver process over this weekend, they, they signed a couple more 
And it's it'll be interesting. Can can they piece together enough of an offensive line to to keep the goat healthy and make another run at the playoffs? I I think best case scenario they're they're the Patriots. They're everything we remember them being offensively. Could be a struggle. Um, Sony Michelle, they're hoping he can catch some more passes out of the backfield. But you've still got Tom Brady, who it, in a sixteen game season isn't as good as he was, you know eight, ten years ago, but when when the chips are down, he, he can still get the job done. And the defense is really going to be what sets New England apart this year. I, I mentioned Winovich. Their uh, secondary is as good as it's ever been. And the defensive line, like they they just feel like they're stacked at all three levels. So the defense is what's expected to carry this team. Worst case scenario, do you remember Peyton Manning's last year? Yeah. That I quarterbacks lose it. It just happens. I mean, he's pushing 42, I believe. 42, 43, something like that. Yeah, yeah. so Brady's up there in age. And so, I mean, if he can still slang the rock, I mean, by all means, he can I mean, slang it. But I don't, I don't yeah. think there's a lot behind that rock. Yeah, I, and you just, I, it's like LeBron James in the NBA. I'm not going to count him out until he's officially done. But it, he could be old. He could lose it. You never know. Uh, as far as my prediction, I've got the Pats going eleven and five, winning the division and challenging for the Super Bowl, mm. as they do. As they should. What do you think, Tommy? Probably. I mean, it's the Patriots. They haven't showed us anything different. Yeah. In the past, I don't know, decade. Right. Give or take. So yeah, I think they'll they'll be competing for the Super Bowl, honestly, mm-hmm. until they prove me wrong. Uh, so now we'll move on from the Patriots, the last in the AFC East. We've got the New York Jets. Yes, they are the last team in the AFC East. Okay, so last year they went 4-12. and 12. They fired their head coach from last year, Todd Bowles, and brought in Adam Gase from the Dolphins. I don't know if that's a step up or not for Adam Gase, honestly. But, um, they did bring in a lot of, a lot of new guys this year, uh, namely, uh, Le'Veon Bell, which is kind of interesting because they're... GM signed Bell, but new head coach Adam Gase didn't actually want him, and then they fired the GM. Mm. So Gase is left with a running back on a huge deal that he didn't want. That'll that'll be fun to watch. It sounds like business as usual in New York. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> then they they also signed Jamison Crowder from the Redskins, traded for Kalechi Osemele, guard from the Raiders, and signed linebacker C.J. Mosley um, off of the. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, and then their first-round pick, third in the draft, they they took defensive tackle Quinnen Williams out of Alabama. Key losses, they didn't really lose a whole lot. Honestly, they didn't have a lot to lose. This this roster was kind of barren last year, so running back Isaiah Kroll and wide receiver Jermaine Curse left the squad. Um, Best-case scenario, as I mentioned with the Bills, I think they're going to be competing with the Bills for second place in the East all year. So best case, they they finish with their faces in the Pats butts again. But hey, second place is better than four and twelve, so that's cool. Um, really, the the main focus on this season is I think they they want to see Sam Darnold grow and and become that long term quarterback that they're they're looking for. Worst case, Darnold isn't the guy. Yeah, and, and they have to move on. But to only give Darnold like two years to become that guy, two or three, that's a little unfair, I think. I, and I agree, but it's, I mean, that's kind of the way of the NFL lately. I mean, look at Josh Rosen. He got one year, and and that was a unique circumstance. But yeah. he still got one year in Arizona, and they moved on from him. Yeah, true. Uh, so my prediction with the Jets, they go 5-11. and 11. They, they do end up getting beaten out by the Bills. Uh, they end up third in this division, and 
I, but I do like Darnold. I, I think Darnold could be at least a top 15 quarterback. Tommy? Uh, my prediction is maybe I'll catch a couple games from the Jets. I'm not going to be watching them extensively. Extensively. Yeah, extensively. Um, so I predict them to maybe go second to the Pats. I don't know. I don't. I, it's the Jets, man. Yeah, I mean, really, it's like it, it's second place in the division, and I don't think they're a wild card team coming out of the this. The best thing that I know about the Jets is that they were mentioned in Big Daddy, and that's about it. That's true. They were. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. We appreciate you joining us on Name Change Pending today. Make sure and jump on Twitter. Follow your hosts, Brian Priest at BPriest24, Tommy Jerome at Ruthless underscore Lupe, and Josh Keel at Rise and Shout. Also, we know that you're busy, but if you could take two minutes out of your day and give us a five-star rating on your podcatcher of choice, that would be so amazing. Help us move up those algorithms. I don't totally understand how they work, but I know with some five-star ratings, the podcast shows up higher on the lists. And we want to help other people find the show, don't we? Doesn't really matter what you say for us. Maybe suggest some new verses for Ruthless Lupe. But thanks again for joining us, and stay tuned for more episodes of Name Change Pending. We'll move on now to the AFC South, starting with the Houston Texans. I I think the, the Texans could be great this this year. They were 12-4 and four last year. As I mentioned previously, they recently, just in the last couple days, traded for left tackle Laramie Tunsil and wide receiver Kenny Stills from the Dolphins. They also signed safety Tayshawn Gibson. Gibson, interestingly, hasn't missed a game at safety since the 2015 season. Mm. So just, I mean, the, the best ability you can have is availability. That's that's pretty important, I think. Uh, they also signed tackle Titus Howard, uh, or they they drafted Titus Howard, and and really the the thing for the Texans has been we need to improve this offensive line and keep Deshaun Watson healthy. So a couple tackles, and they they brought in some other help on the offensive line. Hopefully, shore that up. Key losses are um, big names. They they did lose their starting running back Lamar Miller. He tore his ACL in the second preseason game. And then Demarius Thomas, he was an acquisition they, they picked up from the Broncos last year in mm-hmm. a trade. And he he tore his Achilles uh, in December. Ouch. And so he, he ended up signing with the Patriots, so they lost him. But as as far as health concerns with the Texans, it, it, it always comes back in the last two years, it comes back to Deshaun Watson. Is their offensive line going to be good enough to keep him healthy, keep yeah. him upright? We'll see. Also, just to mention, you kind of overlooked it when they traded Clowney. They traded Clowney. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I did. I did miss that one because I was thinking about the the Tunsil. So yeah, Key Loss. They they just traded um, Jadavion Clowney to the Seahawks. Uh, he was he For was in a, a training camp holdout. and a third round pick. Is that what it was? Yep. Yeah. So I, I the Texans are making some good moves. I. I think the Texans are going for it this year. They're going all in to to try and make a push for the Super Bowl. Best case is the, you know, Laramie Tunsil comes in, holds down that left tackle position. They keep Deshaun Watson healthy. If Deshaun Watson is healthy, he's a top five quarterback in the league. Mm. I I think he's amazing. I I love watching him play. Worst case is Watson gets hurt and, and he can't stay healthy. The running game struggles and they... You know, they they disappoint. In the, but really, worst case scenario, I still think they win the division because with Andrew Luck retiring, I just don't see a team to challenge him. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't sleep on the Colts just yet. I think. Well, we'll talk about them. Yeah, we will. They're, they're actually next. As far as my prediction, uh, I've got eleven and five. Uh, I I think they're going to win the division. I think they're going to go eleven and five. Get probably get uh, a bye in the playoffs and. 
see what happens. Mm-hmm. You got a prediction for the Texans? Yeah, I'll agree with your prediction, I guess. Um, yeah, I'll just go with 11-5. and five. They got the weapons. If they can stay healthy, if they don't stay healthy, then I don't know um, what else they can really do. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Moving on next to the Indianapolis Colts. We, it, it, really, there's a lot that we can talk about with the Colts, but it comes down to Andrew Luck, franchise quarterback, retired two weeks ago. Yeah. Right in the middle of training camp. And he, it's unfortunate. I, I Jacoby Brissett's okay. I, I don't think he's he's a you know bottom ten quarterback in the league. He he's got some talent, but I think the morale, the locker room morale, is what's going to be the issue with a guy like Luck retiring so close to the season. How do you how do you stay motivated and, and go out? To, I don't know. I just it'll be interesting. I think they need to win a couple of games. I think Brissett hasn't really been able to be that guy to develop a rhythm mm-hmm. in the offense. I think they still are have a lot of talent i think they could still really go far they just need jacoby to develop a a a rhythm with them get that chemistry up with them and and be able to uh um win you know i think you win a couple of games with brissette your confidence is high hopefully brissette could be a leader and lead the colts to a couple victories and and maybe they'll start believing in him like they were believing in luck Mm mm-hmm because the talent is there on the offensive side and the defense. Absolutely. Side. I mean, they, they've got the defensive rookie of the year in Darius Leonard. They, they've got a good squad. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I do agree with you, Tommy. They, they've got a chance with Jacoby Brissett. I just, I just wonder what it's going to be like in that locker room. And if they, like you said, they can come out, win a couple games, and you get that confidence back. You come out and lose two games, uh, you know, a heartbreaking loss here and there. Things could go south quickly in Indianapolis, is all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, so real quick, I'll, I'll go through and, and summarize their offseason. They they did bring in Devin Funches, a wide receiver from Carolina. They signed defensive end Justin Houston out of Kansas City. And uh, running back Spencer Ware from Kansas City as well. Key losses, I already discussed Andrew Luck. They also lost wide receivers Ryan Grant, Dontrell Inman. A couple uh, good players that they drafted, guys. They're, they're excited about cornerback Rock Yassin. Probably the best name in the NFL. Just, just the moment he puts on a jersey, Rock Yassin. I uh, like uh, it. Clinton Dix. No, you can't beat that. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. It's ha ha. Defensive end Ben Bonogu. Uh, they also really like defensive end Ben Bonogu. And best case, Tommy and I pretty much already covered it. But best case, Jacoby Brissett, T.Y. Hilton, Marlon Mack. Carry the offense, make up for the loss of Andrew Luck. The defense improves. Darius Leonard continues to play well. Justin Houston brings a pass rush. Um, worst case scenario is, as, as I said with my concern, the, the team just kind of falls apart with that late camp retirement of Andrew Luck. My prediction is 7-9, and nine, they miss the playoffs. I'm going to say 500. Okay. I think they go 8-8 eight and eight and still miss the playoffs. But okay. Finish 500. Okay, There's perfect. too much talent to finish under 500. Yeah, so. yeah, it's true. And then uh, next up in the AFC South, we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars. We've got the Jaguars and Titans next. They not a whole lot to talk about with them, so we should be able to rush through them pretty quick. Last year, the Jaguars were five and eleven. They signed quarterback Nick Foles from the Eagles. Um, some other players you may have heard of: wide receiver Chris Connolly, running back Alfred Blue from the Texans, and they drafted linebacker Josh Allen out of Kentucky in the first round. 
And they, they lost several players, so it'll be interesting to see how their defense recovers. They, um, linebacker Telvin Smith unexpectedly retired early in the offseason. Uh, defensive tackle Malik Jackson signed elsewhere in free agency, and then they lost on offense to TJ Yeldon, Blake Bortles, wide receiver Dante Moncrief, tight end Austin Safarian Jenks. I mean, really, you look at all these names, it's not... They're not all pros. They're not Pro Bowl players. It's just a bunch of guys. Wait, they're not going to play the season with Blake Bortles? I know. I'm disappointed too, but don't worry. Blake's got a job. He's still in it. He's in L.A. He's with the Rams. We might get to see some Bortles. I'm praying, Tommy. I really am. Uh, Health-wise, Marquise Lee, wide receiver, tore his ACL last year, so he's he's coming back looking to get healthy. And then second-round pick, Cam Robinson, from last year tore his ACL and and then he's they don't expect him to be ready to begin the season but they're they're looking for him to come back and hold down the left tackle position at some point this year best case they they have a solid defense Foles ends up being an upgrade over Blake Bortles and we discovered that they actually had weapons on offense Uh, worst case scenario it's Jacksonville more the same bad QB play Leonard Fournette sucks yeah and and then yeah my prediction is they go five and eleven this year sounds about right I feel like that sounds accurate. I don't really like the Jaguars. Well, not that I don't like the Jaguars. I just don't know anything about the Jaguars besides that, you know, talking cornerback Jalen Ramsey. Oh, he who, won't shut up. Who knows how to really put his foot in his mouth. Weren't they supposed to win the Super Bowl a couple years back? Yeah. I don't remember. Oh, my my man likes wrong. to talk. All right, so moving on to the Titans. Last year they were 9-7, and seven, still coached by Mike Rabel. They brought in quarterback Ryan Tannehill to back up Marcus Mariota. Mariota's not going to stay healthy, so Tannehill's playing. That's just how it goes. Also signed defensive end Cameron Wake and wide receiver A.J. Brown. Lost Blaine Gabbert, which is really going to hurt. What? I know. There's not going to be enough head and shoulders in the locker room with Blaine Gabbert not there. Or just so much leftover head and shoulders. That's true. You, you might have a good point there. If he didn't pick up his supply. Uh, they, and then safety, Jonathan Cyprian and tight end Luke Stalker also left the team in free agency. As far as health goes, Delaney Walker suffered a devastating ankle injury in week one last year. And they they hope he can get back to be the a similar type of player as he was last year. But that's the, he, he broke it in several places. So that'll be interesting to watch. And then uh, one of their draft picks, wide receiver A.J. Brown out of, I believe it was Ole Miss, if I remember right. But he tore his ACL last season, so he's, he's working to get back from that as well. Best case scenario, if Marcus Mariota can stay healthy, the Titans could be okay. When, when Mariota does play, they're, they're, they're an okay team, but he's never healthy. And when he is in the game, he's still dealing with injuries. Worst case they, they go between Mariota and Tannehill and God knows how many other quarterbacks. The defense struggles. I got to go on 6-10. and 10. That's a little low for me. I think I'm going to – I'll give them 500 as well. I think – and I say – I know when I put these teams at 500, it's because I don't know if they're going to do well, but I can also see them doing very poorly. But they have so much talent that they can at least get eight wins. I, I, I can see it. I, I, I won't disagree with you. And that's going to that's gonna wrap up the uh, first two divisions, the AFC East and the AFC South. Stay tuned tomorrow for the release of our AFC North and AFC West. And thank you for tuning in to 2019 NFL Season Preview, Name Change Pending. This is your host, Brian Priest. Find me on Twitter at bpriest24. And Tommy, where can they find you again? 
And this is Ruthless Lupe at Ruthless underscore Lupe. That's R-U-T-H-L-E-S-S underscore L-U-P-E. Ruthless Lupe. Bow, 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 bow. I'm sorry, I have to. I have to do it. Every time. And just right before we close, real quick, I wanted to send another thanks out to Dolphins head coach Brian Flores for that interview. 